How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to a special edition of Locked on A's, where we are talking about The Mandalorian. There are spoilers ahead, but uh, first I should probably introduce myself. I am your host, noted baseball fan Jason Burke, and uh, on this episode we are talking with Ryan Latica of Locked on Rockies and Bryce Patterick of Locked on Rangers. They were also my guests on that episode, the Festivus episode, where we talked about our uh, feats of strength champions. Uh, Matt Olson won that. Spoiler alert. There's lots of spoilers on this episode of Locked On A's. And uh, we also talked about our airing of grievances, where we just uh, talked about things that annoy us about our teams. So that was a lot of fun. So go back and listen to the Festivus episode and then uh, come back to this one or listen to the... You don't need to listen to these in order. It's not The Mandalorian. There's no real spoilers for this episode in that episode or vice versa. So uh, enjoy this episode. Uh, We got more Locked On A's coverage for you guys coming a little bit later this week. Uh, The plan is for Monday, so that's uh, that's a couple days away. Hopefully the A's do something for me to talk about. Otherwise, I am going to uh, find some random things things. So it'll be fun. So uh, that's what's coming up for you guys this week. Maybe we'll take a look back at the 2020 season and uh, pick out some of my favorite moments. Maybe we'll do that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that is, uh, that's what's coming up for you guys this week. So enjoy. Hopefully you guys enjoy this episode of our Mandalorian talk. Uh, there are definitely spoilers for uh, both seasons of The Mandalorian, where we think the show's going. Uh, is the show still going to be good? Are both shows going to be good and whatnot? Uh, if you, re- you should really watch The Mandalorian if you're going to listen to this because uh, Bryce goes really deep into some of these details. So uh, here it is. Enjoy, you guys. All right. So we are back talking about The Mandalorian with uh, Bryce and Ryan over here. Um, We've all watched the finale and the entire uh, two seasons. So there are going to be spoilers, obviously. Uh, That's that's what we do here at Locked on A's. We spoil shit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's the A's way. Should we go through the entire episode or just go through some of our high points? Uh, I, I don't usually do episode reviews. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned I mentioned before Bryce got on this call. Actually, I'm not, you know, I would be a terrible movie critic, terrible TV show critic, um, as long as a TV or movie show or a TV show or a movie uh, entertains me. You know, that that's that's all I'm really looking for. So I'd be a terrible critic, but uh, we can go through our high points if you want. Uh, it it was cool. I liked it. Um, they they stormed that ship real good, and <laughs> I thought that it was cool when he took all the dark fucking the dark uh, troopers dark troopers troopers. that was like the dark the dark order the dark troopers and he was fighting the one he was like oh i don't know what i'm doing and then he pulled the thing and then they all left and i was like oh they're gonna fly back for sure because there's no way there's no way that was scary so that was cool um i I don't want to go through the entire episode but uh what do you guys got i mean i don't love take it for myself i love the like the lo- that this is now the the third installment of like force wielder in a tight hallway against a bunch of enemies like it goes badly for the enemies like there was Darth Vader against all those rebels in Rogue One he was just absolutely destroying them also um, the very end of Clone Wars where uh, Darth Maul was in the in like the hallway like rips off that little um, whatever it was uses it as a shield and like force holds it up again and like just yeets it against all those clone troopers and this one like Luke comes in and just absolutely destroys all those dark troopers that like one of them was giving Din problems. But like, I think one of my favorite parts um, of the episode was Moff Gideon's like immediate, like just 180 of like sitting there all smug, like <laughs> you guys are screwed. These dark troopers are going to come in. They're going to beat through that door. They're going to kill everybody. That's not me and this kid. And there's nothing that you can do about it. Sucks to be you. And they're like, wait, one X wing. And then he's like, Oh God. 
<laughs> he he knows he's like one of the few like high-ranking like ex-empire guys that knows about luke skywalker and how badly he's gonna mess up his life when he comes in <laughs> there and he's just like just like the the flip that's so quick of like haha you guys are screwed to oh my god i'm gonna die and like try like knows like i'm gonna shoot i'm gonna try and shoot myself because i'd rather that happen than me face this guy because i know it's not ended well for me did he die? I, I actually forget. He did not. He tried to. Um, okay. But, um, but I, th- I think what happened was. Or, or, no, uh, what's he like, like, yeah, the shot like, didn't like knock out of his hand. Yeah. Okay. Um, and honestly, you know, kind of one of my favorite parts was it, it wasn't even specific to this episode, but just essentially seeing, you know, them kind of bringing back little bits and pieces of things we've already seen, like Ahsoka from the Clone Wars, you know, Luke and R2 from, you know, the original saga. Um, but just kind of like integrating these little bits and pieces into a new storyline, I think is just phenomenal. And Dave Filoni does a great job. Um, and honestly, I was even a little bit more excited to see R2-D2 than I was to see Luke Skywalker. Uh, but um, I mean, you know, obviously that, you know, they're, they're neck and neck there, but it was just, it was just such a fun, you know, fun episode for me to see Luke, you know, kind of just come back um, and kind of just, you know, wrap it up in, in such an epic way like that, bringing back, you know, the the most you know the most well-known jedi um and then seeing the little end credit scene when boba fett finally makes his return back to tatooine um that really just put a bow on it for me i thought it was i thought it was excellent that was it really was cool so I, I thoroughly enjoyed it the, the, my one thing with boba fett and hopefully this isn't uh too much shade at him but why, why is all of his stuff all clean now it's I get that he wanted it to look nice, but I was like, no, it looks too pretty now. It looks too modern. I yeah. want it to be ratty like it used to be. Maybe yeah, that, that was that was a little bit unsettling the first time that they showed him like totally clean armor. I kind of would have preferred <laughs> if they had honestly left it the way that it was, mm-hmm. um, just because that's such an iconic Boba Fett look. And honestly, it looked. I don't want to say. I don't want to say it looked a little bit less like Boba Fett, but it kind of did in a way. Yeah, it did. It was kinda, I, 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 I agree with Boba that. Fett. Which I kind of I kind of liked. I don't know. I hated that like the first comments that people were saying is like he like looked kind of chunky, and so they called him Boba Fat. And I'm like, no, oh no, God. it's like the one time like we actually get to see Boba Fett in like canon stuff that's not just like video games. Like him actually like going off and just destroying stormtroopers with that little like shepherd's crook thing. Like that's yeah. incredible. Like he was incredible in that. Like I don't want anyone to like to fat shame him on there. And right? also, but like you think about you think about the kind of. Yeah, you think about the kind of thing that the kind of stuff that Boba Fett probably had to do to survive, like he was eaten by the Sarlacc, in, at, you know, at the beginning of episode six, you know, who knows, like, you know, obviously they haven't really explored how he got out of the Sarlacc, I'm sure uh, we'll but, you know, yeah, the, he was with the new ser- series. It's yeah, coming. yeah, he, I mean, he was obviously, I mean, he was obviously must have been stranded on Tatooine for God knows how long, you know. I mean, you know, wherever they went to kind of, you know, try and throw Luke and everybody else into the Sarlacc in episode six couldn't have been close to, you know, Jabba's palace or anything else. Um, so just, you know, the amount of stuff, the, the amount of stuff that he probably had to endure and, you know, and to survive after, you know, escaping from the Sarlacc somehow, you know, I mean, I think that, you know, that deserves a lot of credit as well. I, I'm very intrigued to see what they do with the series. I assume that it's going to start roughly with them getting to Jabba's palace and then going from there, I imagine. Um, one thing that I thought was a little bit strange was when he came in in that first episode in episode, was it like four this season? Whenever he yeah, got- they, to- Where they just showed a glimpse of him at the end? No. No, he was, um, at, at, no that, was that was episode, episode one. one. 
That was the first episode. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. When yeah, he came yeah, in yeah. and they when when they took uh, Baby Yoda, I'm still calling him that, not Grogu, get out of here. Um, <laughs> but when they were doing their whole fight scene and he like put on the armor and he looks cool and he shot down the plane, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. <clears throat> they're, they're doing a good job of, this is who he is in my head. He's just this badass, takes no prisoners, you know, rah, rah, all that stuff. And then he's going after uh, the ship to go get the child. And he's like taking instructions. They're like, yeah, go get him. No, 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 stop, hold back. And I'm like, wait, he doesn't listen to anybody. He, this, yeah, it, that this is a little bit interesting. Weird. Well, the thing, like he's yeah. like, I thought, I thought was really interesting of like the original, like Mandal- Mandalorians that were like, you're not really Mandalorian. And like by that, by that creed, like then Din, the real Mando isn't Mandalorian because they were both, foundlings like his Django was a foundling and uh boba well technically was the son quote-unquote son of the foundling but um a fun little bit about uh r2 that uh, i i found on this this tiktok that somebody brought up um was you know how r2 was doing a little happy dance when he he saw grogu mm-hmm. they know each other because mm-hmm. they were at the temple at the same time. So R2 recognized him, and Grogu, I think, recognized R2. He didn't really recognize Luke. He might have, like, felt that he was a Jedi because, you know, Force wheelers do that stuff. But, like, R2 did his little happy dance and recognized because he recognized Grogu. And I think that was just so cool. Like, a little on the second watching, like, realizing that, like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. Like, they, all these little, like, characters, like, that are from different things, and it it makes me excited for um, Ahsoka series for the chance that she might see uh, Luke and just imagining the conversation that like Luke and her could have like, like, wait, what's your last name? Skywalker. I, I knew your father. I was his apprentice. And then I'm like Luke being able to tell her for the first time, like, Hey, Anakin actually came back to the light as the last thing he di- did. And like, just her reaction to that is going to be, like I already get emotional just like thinking about how cool that's going to be. Yeah, that would be awesome. I'm and and I'm I'm not afraid to admit, you know, I cried at the end of the Clone Wars, you know. They just did that so yes. so phenomenally, you know, uh, those last few episodes leading into episode 3, like there were tears shed. I'm not going to lie to you. I hey, only like there's I no shame into season 2. I have not given it a, what I should just yet because I heard I, I started watching it just like a couple of months ago, so uh, I am very behind on that train. It is uh, because oh, the Clone I don't Wars? know who Ahsoka Tana was, so because I knew coming. So, <laughs> yeah, like, the Clone Wars. I'll say this: it's it's a great series. Not all the episodes are great. I, I will come out. There are a lot of like anyone that's like Gungan centered or like droid centered. <laughs> it's like all right, we're really doing this for like three episodes in a row. All right, let's yeah. strap in, see what stupid stuff has to say. But like. The episodes that are good are like really, really good, and the last four of the of the whole series are phenomenal, yeah, absolutely are. phenomenal. And what also the oh, one other thing that I one other thing that I wanted to point out um, in that episode of The Mandalorian where they where Ahsoka first appeared, but right before um, you see Ahsoka, you can see Morai sitting on the tree right there. And I don't yeah. know if either of you know who Morai. You probably don't know who Morai is, Jason. But uh, Morai was that little owl thing sitting on the tree. And Morai was actually first introduced in the Clone Wars when they're on uh, the, the planet Mortis. And mm-hmm. Morai is just kind of like the, I, I believe uh, Morai is like that little like animal uh, figmentation of the sister, right? Of the light side. And Morai yep. is just kind of like Ahsoka's little pal 
that, um, you know, Morai follows her around everywhere. And, you know, you can see Morai in Rebels also, um, yep. that other animated series, and they brought Morai into the Mandalorian as well. So it's just it's little real, details real, like that. It was a real subtle thing too. Like if you're not looking for it. Yeah, like, exactly. It's like, yeah. It's like when they're first like zooming in, like you just see him in the tree. It's yeah, like, it, it looks like a little owl sitting on the tree, just like as as Din is walking past looking for Ahsoka. There's also a bunch of, bunch of like loath cats that are just like I've no like when I've started like noticing they like put them like random places like they're in the Mandalorian like everywhere and all kinds of other like little Star Wars stuff too. Like I think they actually first showed up in Clone Wars, um, before they yeah. before Rebels was a thing, which is wild that they like spent so much time on it in Rebels. When, when you watch Rebels, not if, you will understand yeah, the cat reference. <laughs> but yeah, it's just little details like that. It's just what what really makes this so well done is that they even think of all these little things that they can input into these episodes to make it just even that much better. Well, I mean, Dave Filoni had a, a big part, a big role in Clone Wars, correct? Did he create yeah, he did. the entire was, show or did he just produce yeah. a lot of it? He, he was it, like... Right? He was like exec. He was like co-executive producer with uh, George Lucas, so he worked really closely with Lucas. So, like, if you haven't watched the um, the whatever little documentary that they have about like the making of season one, which is really interesting, I didn't watch it until like this year. Um, but like Dave Filoni is kind of like the lore master. Like he knows every single thing. Like even they'll like cast members will like come to him like, all right, what's like up with this piece of armor? And he'll be like, all right, yeah, this armor was made on this place by this species of people, um, and it was like crafted in like this kind of type of way um, for this specific reason and like here's his history like he just knows every single thing about every little thing um, which helps it's so like he's kind of like a miniature version of George Lucas of like knowing all of this insane amount of lore and like making sure that like Star Wars keeps to it but also is still allowed to grow and change and do something different which is what the Mandalorian is and I think that's kind of what makes it so special it's a fu very fun show I thoroughly enjoy it um, is the show, I mean, being that I like baby, baby Yoda and his little silly points that he does, um, is the show still going to be good without him? Are they going to create like another droid or something to follow Mando around? Or is it going to be, it, it's going in a different direction where he's going to be fighting for Mandalore and all that stuff. I, I assume, um, mm -hmm. is it going to be as good? Yes. Okay. It'll probably be a more <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I believe it will be. My guess. I think they'll have like they'll be able to do something that they haven't done at all because, like, I mean, a lot of like, I mean, comedies they always have like the A story, the B story, whatever. They'll like go back and forth, so like you can and like Game of Thrones had like five different stories that you're like going in on like here and here and here and zooming in and out. But like with Mando, it's like all right, this is like the one thing we're following him and the baby. That's what we're doing every episode. Like he's going here, he's on this planet. This is what's happening this episode. But now. I think we're going to get to see a little bit of like, all right, here's some like Grogu training. I don't know that we'll see like that much because I think it's still going to center around the Mandalorian. Um, but I think we're going to get some like offshoot things of like, all right, this is what baby Grogu is doing today. See some cute little things of him training with Luke. And I think that's going to be awesome. <laughs> I hope so. I do have one theory for baby Grogu moving forward here. Um, and that is, Ahsoka Tano said that there is some darkness in him. She can't train him. Didn't like that. So I, I, not that I didn't like that. She didn't like the, the darkness. So he had to reach out on his own and find a Jedi master to train him. That ended up being Luke. My guess is that something happens 
and Grogu actually inadvertently brings back the Emperor, and that is, uh, I mean, obviously Luke went into hiding for a few other reasons, but I think that Grogu is going to have a, a role to play with the Emperor being back. You in think maybe the, the cloning, cloning his DNA, that's that might help with whatever Something, brought the Emperor back? Maybe he's evil. I don't know. He seems like a nice guy. <laughs> I don't know. He tried to eat the, that lady's eggs. Yeah. It's kind of a dick move. And, and he kept doing it. It's like, no, stop <laughs> even doing after, that. Like, even after Jen told him. Don't no. care. Don't care. I'm going to eat these eggs. Oh, you're risking your life for this offspring? Audio oh. species. Don't care. <laughs> Good luck. Just something that I was like, I mean, maybe they could go that way because Grogu hasn't been in anything else. So we're like, oh, what are we going to do with this to make him integral to the storyline moving forward because it seems like everything always relates back to the skywalker series and that would be a way for it to happen yeah i have i only had one problem with the episode and it was like towards the end when um when they were when uh what's his face uh moff gideon was like oh no you can't just like take the dark saber you have to win it from him and combat but in rebels um gosh what's her name uh i'm blanking on her name the uh, bo-katan the, yeah the but the uh, one who's actually with them with the the, uh, the rebels crew oh i i honestly haven't seen rebels so i don't okay I don't, well I'm there's a moment in rebels where where um, yeah, i know what you're talking the mandalorian about, yeah. who is with uh, the rebels crew gets the dark saber and hands it to bo katan like i was given i found this sword not so that i could have it but so that i could give it to you bo katan to go and liberate mandalore because that is not i am not the leader that it needs to, that Mandalore needs, but you are. And she just hands it to her and Bo-Katan's like, all right, cool. But then in this series, they're like, actually you have to win it in combat. And I'm like, bo like literally like, like 10 years ago, you just were given the thing and that was fine. What the heck changed? You can't have ancient Mandalore and ancient Mandalorian history, like be changed in like yeah. 15 years. Like it doesn't work. That it just feels like, they're trying to like, oh, we're starting up some combat. Uh oh, is Bo-Katan and Din Djarin, are they gonna have to fight and kill each other? Like, no, no, they're not gonna do that. I didn't know why he wasn't like, push me, I'll fall down and then you can take it from me. You beat me in combat. Yeah. Like, it didn't have to be that big of a deal. Well, didn't like, Moff Gideon also say that it was about the story, right? It was about the yeah. story of how you want it in combat. It's not actually just, you know, like beating somebody or liking it. It's like, it's about the story, is what he said. Yeah. But yeah, like that doesn't make any sense. And you, you know, you're not going to find a whole lot of mistakes like that from stuff that Dave Filoni is is involved in. Yeah, and that's what that was my. I, I know they'll work it out because, like, my whole thing with um, Rebels, um, Sabine Wren. That's who it was. Sabine Wren is the is the Mandalorian that's like with oh, the right. main Rebels crew who finds the saber. Um, but she takes her helmet off the time off all the time, and so does Bo Katan. And like every other Mandalorian, like, yeah, take my helmet off. It's fine. And so that's why I had like a, the big issue with like, you haven't removed your helmet, like for the whole first season. And it was just like, that's not the Mandalorian way. Like I, we know this, like it's been seen, like you can't just like completely go back and like rewrite history. And then like he meets Bo-Katan like, oh yeah, you're in a cult. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm in a what? And then we see more than season of him, like coming to grips with that. Like maybe I can't take my helmet off. Like maybe maybe I am in a cult. Maybe this isn't like actually what Mandalore is. And I should trust that from someone who like 
was on Mandalore and not that he knows this, but like whose sister ruled Mandalore for quite a while and who I think might've also ruled Mandalore for like a little bit before the empire came in and messed things up even worse. So I think we oh, saw I mean, that with the, with him taking his helmet off for Grogu and also for taking it off in the next, the next to last episode um, to scan his face, even though he was more ashamed about that. This one is like, you're in front of a bunch of people that all know you and know what you're about. So like that, that was a huge deal. And that was what got me really emotional more than like just knowing that like baby Yoda's got to leave. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that he's going to be more in the, <clears throat> with Bo-Katan and all those guys at taking off the helmet as often as he places at this point. Uh, I think that he's kind of out of the cults is what they were going with, with that. If I'm I, think, that right. I think so. I think that, that it's going to be, he's going to just take it off more and then eventually like, Maybe even like the start of next season, be like, yeah, I'm done with the whole cult thing. Like, I, I guess you're right, Bo Katan. I guess I, the children of the watch were a cult, but I want to learn more about them because we don't really know much about like about them. We just know that they're in hiding, and like we don't know where his little coven went, the ones that didn't die. Yeah, there there was only a few of them left, wasn't there? There there was like I think like ten. Okay. Ten or so, like when they were when we first saw them like all like actually gathering together but i'm curious because like we we saw what like four good mandalorians can do to like just completely easily take a ship and like how many stormtroopers did they have to have to go in there and like kill all those mandalorians like for that to happen like you got to have a crap ton of stormtroopers <laughs> and a crap ton of firepower because there's only really one time maybe two when he was fighting uh uh moff gideon that like he was actually like in danger of like being like seriously injured. And the one time was obviously the end of season one. Yeah. Ryan, you got anything else? Uh, no, I think they all covered it pretty much. Um, obviously Bryce is a little bit more versed in the, uh, the more historical lore ver aspects of Star Wars than I am, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I... you can just say I'm a bigger nerd. That's okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> uh, I, I like to pick up things as they come like, with with uh, Ahsoka Tano coming into uh, the Mandalorian, I was like, I want to see more of what uh what she's up what she's about in Clone Wars and all that stuff. So I'll pick it up when I feel like it's necessary. I've known about it. I just I was like, uh, let's give a shot. I'm sorry, sir. It's necessary now. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I've gotten a little bit into it. So, um, but yeah, that that's all for me. That's all for Ryan. Uh, Bryce, you got anything you wanna? You want to throw in there before we head out? Um, I, I'm just so geeking out about how much Star Wars stuff's going to be coming out over the next few years. The only, my only problem is that I wish they wouldn't have given EA like exclusive rights to make video games because I think that's going to, like the video games have suffered and I think there's a lot of potential in more video game stuff they could do. But the writing stuff's solid. Dave Filoni is fantastic. The Mandalorian has been fantastic. And I am so excited and so curious as to what they're going to do next season. Cause I, I don't really know. And that's really fun. Yes, for sure. It, I, I like it when they leave it open-ended with, I don't know what's going to happen, but we close this story and move forward from there. So that, that's a good time. But uh, exactly. thank you guys for joining me for this uh, very long podcast that we just did. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, take it easy, guys. Uh, one more time, where can they find you guys on social media? Yeah, you can follow me uh, at LO Rockies on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow my personal Twitter account at Ryan Latica, L A D I K A. 
You can follow uh, Locked On Rangers at just spell out those words um, and find me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick, P A T E R I K. No C. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much, guys. <laughs> All right. Peace out, y'all. Take it easy, guys.